Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Wait a second. Children of all ages? Isn't this show rated explicit? If that doesn't sound right, we're going to be using a lot of adult no-no words. Ladies and gents, we're proud to present to you the Spinning Our Gears podcast. As a reminder, the issues, views, and opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the co-hosts and their guests and do not reflect those of any department, agency, city, municipality, state, or country. All stories, characters, and individuals discussed on the podcast should be considered fictional for entertainment value, especially if there's any Blue Falcons listening in. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't like it, hit the big X and find something else. Otherwise, without further ado, here are your hosts, Turk and Swagger. Welcome back to another episode of Spinning Our Gears podcast. He's Turk, I'm Swagger, and together we're just another... Oh, I screwed it up. (laughs) Cut. Try again. Okay, all right. You know, a lot of the people here don't get trophies. Due to lack of recognition. That's how the game's played. It's kind of dark out there. I just think it's something that we should all be aware of. I hate it. I mean, I slave all day. Nobody notices me. It's stupid. Maybe they're right. But I don't, I don't want to live like that. I want to be the guy who gives everything back. But let me ask you something. What motivates people more than anything else? That speeds people up. Leadership. It's a drug. Welcome to episode of Spinning Our Gears. He's Turk, I'm Swagger, and together we're just another couple guys spinning our gears. Turk, how's it going? Going pretty good, man. How are you doing? How'd that go? Did that go good? <laughs> Wait, it went okay. Yeah. Can we do it again? No, 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 no. We're fine. You did good. I'm good, man. I'm good. You can keep all that in there if you want. That's funny. That that works with me. That's cool. So the rookie decides to uh, to take the reins today, and uh, we know how that goes in law enforcement. When the rookie gets a chance, he fucks it up. Just like the first time on uh, on the on the WT the radio. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, a, uh, a d- dispatch. Uh. 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 I'm well, funny, for. <laughs> funny story about that is, you know, if you come from the military and you go into law enforcement, you try to do the phonetic alphabet. Yeah. They throw an echo in there. And I've I heard like, that. Shit. Because I'm pretty sure I said <laughs> echo. And then I'm pretty sure on an open mic, I said shit. So. <laughs> woo. <laughs> That's how Good we times. say S in the military. Right. Yes. So anyway, back to where we were. That we had a <laughs> squirrel there. <laughs> So what's uh, what's new since we last talked, man? Anything, dude? We, the, the fucking sports world has been on fire in the past week. Yeah. Well, how about them Hawkeyes, man? The both right. and the women. And well, Iowa and Iowa State also. Yep. yep. So I guess what we should probably do because we're two weeks behind, let's just let everyone know the date, which is March the thirteenth. That way they kind of know what we're talking about. Maybe we do that at the start of every episode now. Yeah. Until which we get is- caught up. Right, which is today is the day that the Iowa Hawkeyes men basketball team became Big Ten champs. Yeah. It was awesome. They kind of got robbed in the ranking, though, for the, the tourney. Yeah, well, I don't like the 12 versus the 5, you know, because no. that's always the upset there. Yep. 
So hopefully they can uh, correct the ship there and uh, rewrite history because that is an upset game. I think they'll be all right. I think they got a good chance at it if they keep their noses down and don't get too cocky like we've seen Iowa and you and I and Iowa State teams do before. They should be okay. I agree completely. I agree. I'm uh, pretty excited to watch March Madness this year. I have, you know, I, I'm not a real big basketball fan. Are you? I was a Michael Jordan fan. Right. Put it that way, I guess. Yep. And I think then, everyone uh, was that in that generation. Yeah, I will not watch the NBA. I will watch college basketball, but I will not watch the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. I just I call that just a useless league. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll watch NCAA basketball, and I think that uh, I think that you know they got some <clears throat> some good talent in the league now, and so. But yeah, I, I like watching Iowa, and, uh, and I'm really uh, I really like those Murray brothers. You know that the. the tw- yep. So they're good. Well, so you, you've got that going on. Major League Baseball finally ended their lockout. Yeah, man. And I had that written down as well. Had a flurry of trades as soon as it was announced. Right. And free agent uh, signings or Yep. Yep. But then you had a bunch of a bunch of big news in the NFL world too. Yeah. Tom Brady cool. is back. Yeah. Well <laughs> that For goes now. back that goes back to our Super Bowl episode that we I don't I don't care. Like like cool story, bro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's um, just uh, that's what he's gonna keep doing. He's gonna. He's gonna I think do. so. Well, did you see though? <laughs> someone had just bought his last touchdown ball for five hundred thousand dollars. Yes. And then the next day he comes out of retirement. Yeah. Do you I, suppose that the value of that ball just dropped immensely? Like, oh, I'm sure it did. Like down to probably like maybe three thousand, four thousand dollars now. If that. Yeah. I think. Uh, and it, it was kind of weird how that story popped before the Tom Brady story. I'm like, man, you best pay that dude some money back. <laughs> like, yeah, well, or maybe it went up. Maybe the value went up because it's the uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the false face ball. You know, I mean, the, I, I guess if you find the right buyer, it, it's the uh, yeah. It would be. It would have to be the right bar, buyer. It would have right. to be like a diehard Patriots or Bucks fan. I think sure. Sure. <clears throat> so well, then baseball, you, real quick though. Oh yeah. Who yeah. you got? Uh, who you got winning the World Series this year? Um. Well, I mean, I have to say the Cubs. I'm a Cubs fan, even see. though we know that's not going to happen this year. <laughs> no. See, I'm I'm a Cubs fan too, but I'm also a little bit of a realist and uh, prediction right here on the air. And I am a little bit biased to this team as well because it's uh, the team inside my household that everybody else likes besides myself. Uh, yeah. But uh, the the White Sox, I think, are going to definitely make a run at this thing. So this is the year. This is their year. They have to probably do it this year. Otherwise, they're going to miss probably another seven years at the very least. Before the- I think so. that I don't think that this this shortened spring training is going to really affect the, the year too much. It's still a long season. It always is. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I kind of like the Twins as dark horse. Yeah, I there's some dark horses out there. And and once they sure certain teams start sharing up some spots here on the on the roster with uh, pitching and. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and whatever else they kind of need out of free agency, I think you know you may get some other front runners. You know that people are gonna say, ah, that's probably better than the White Sox. But I think White Sox are number two. I don't know who's number one. I didn't see that part. My son decided to show me that because he's a huge White Sox. You see, we're number two. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I hope the Cubs just you know absolutely murder just you murder guys. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's a be, rivalry game. Would be nice. But the NFL, though, you've got Carson Wentz going to the Commanders after one year in Indianapolis. Yeah. You've got, it sounds like Jimmy G's going to be on the move. They just haven't announced where. Yep. Obviously, the big one with Russell Wilson, which I think I think Denver, that's going to that's gonna blow up in Denver's face. I really think it will. 
I do. I agree as well. <clears throat> yep. I, I uh, think uh, the big thing in, in my life with the NFL is that I mean, I'm a Bears fan. They just literally sold away everything they had. Did I know? Even yeah. and we just talked about them possibly going after DK. Well, why would you go after him now? Like, yeah. It's a, well, there's there's talks that they may go after like Juju or or somebody else now, and sure. Um, which <clears throat> you know, I don't know. They got to get some fields. I mean, you can't, you got to get them some weapons around them, and then you also have to get them some protection. You know, well, I mean, especially after you just sold off your defense. Yeah, because you're it's going to be a shootout. Points. Yep. Yeah, it looks like. Well, so Deshaun Watson was cleared of his stuff, and I think people are looking to way overpay for him. Also, yes. he's he's a good quarterback. I don't think he was a great quarterback, and I think that's going to blow up in whoever picks up him. Kaepernick is saying he's ready to come back and he's in the best shape of his life, and. Man, at this point, I'm almost like just someone sign him so that wh- whoever was wanting the tank sign him so that he he can show the world how bad he actually is. <laughs> oh man! I mean, he was not. Yeah, don't get he, me started on that guy. <laughs> he he was not the reason the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. Let's put it that way. I'm I you know you know me. I'm all for speaking out. You know, and sure, in defense sure. of of anything. You know, right? You maybe went a little too far with it and kind of shot yourself in the foot there. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, obviously he's a great athlete. There's no one's knocking him there, but you know, what you say can affect you. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but it does. And, you know, put up some touchdowns before you're an influencer is all I got to say there. Yeah. He wasn't so. really, I mean, I know he took a team to the Super Bowl, but ultimately he wasn't that great. You know, he's, he was super mobile, right? Yeah. He, was, yep. he had the, uh, he had the, he had the ability to, to extend plays and mm-hmm. and that's hard to do, you know, in the NFL. If you're if you're that mobile, that's that's a that's definitely a an asset to have all these mobile quarterbacks in the NFL now that I mean just by you being mobile, typically you're relatively decent as a team because you can, you know, pick up a third down and short and extend the drive and mm-hmm. whatever else. So what I, I will say is that he and I have the same number of Super Bowl wins. So that says a lot. That's <laughs> <laughs> he went there. <laughs> Oh, no. um, <laughs> I had to. I mean, yeah. come on. Well, we talked about it. Khalil Mack. He's on. He's on the move now. Yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, that's interesting. That's that's, that's going to be a nightmare for Russell Wilson in itself. Yeah, I think that was a big reason they picked him up. Right. I think they they knew they had to answer that that trade. So now I think uh, the Bears did not for him. I think that he was worth more than what they got. I can't remember exactly what they got. I think it was like a a second round, or maybe a, I don't know, a later round pick. I don't know if it was this year or next year, but. <clears throat> but I think that he was a round pick type guy. Oh, absolutely. On, on, on draft picks. So I don't I don't know what their thought process was there. And I know they wanted to move him to get rid of the cap space. But I was gonna say a big contract was probably their motivation. Yeah. So did you watch the race today? I did not. No. Once again, um well, I was watching basketball, obviously. Oh, yeah, sure. Iowa sure. basketball game. So then we uh went over to the family's house for some some dinner, which was amazing. So Good. we thanked them for letting us come over and shoot the shit with them and eat and talk about life's uh life's ordeals got yourself <laughs> so, a good full belly yes uh two full <laughs> and and we'll go there because you know if you have you know four tacos on your plate and, and you go uh i'm good to have five i'm pretty sure i'll have five you eat the fifth one thinking you may have six because you know you're gonna get another one and then you're like okay i can't have that that fifth or sixth one anymore <laughs> it's like stuff weighs me down <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what uh i know you haven't seen the race this year but you might want to start tuning in because it's some pretty darn good racing so far yeah i 
Man, I, I probably will with all my free time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you don't have kids or anything to worry right. about. Yeah. yeah, no, but I, I really should. So, and uh, it, the new cars have been super competitive and you're seeing brand new teams on the track that are being competitive this week. Uh, first, another first time winner this year. And then second and third were not rookies, but both fighting for their first win also. And it's just kind of crazy to see this new generation of car equal great racing. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'll probably turn, tune in next week because, well, you know, I might not have anything else to do. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. I did. Um, so, yeah. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> pop smoke, pop smoke. Run. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, we got any maintenance things to talk about on your end? I've got one. I got one that I was going to mention to you. All right. What do you got? Well, I think it's time for us to make this announcement. Oh, 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 are you going there? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go there. So the suspense is Wayne swagger and I have had quite a bit of stuff going on in our both personal and professional lives. It's been, been pretty taxing to both of us and we've loved doing this podcast. It's been kind of a release to us. Um, but unfortunately, it's it's hard for me to say this, but uh, this podcast isn't going fucking anywhere. <laughs> the show goes on. They're gonna have to bring in the fucking SWAT team. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. Nah. No, I've got no maintenance. I just, <laughs> so, you know, we're all staying. So. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have any, any maintenance and I just thought let's have some fun with it. I know we've had, had some murmurs and some rumors and stuff, but we're not going anywhere, fellas. That's awesome. So, so a couple things on my end. Uh, first off, I had a couple people reach out to me, uh, prior law enforcement guys and did some, you know, retirement longevity we're talking 30 plus years in <clears throat> reach out to me and talk about our last episode uh you know pertain to what people say to cops right and mm-hmm. uh, they thought that was like one of the most hilarious things they've listened to it's all accurate and true um so it was good to talk to those guys about that um they also told us you know to keep up what we're doing change the narrative and and correct the issue within like, current law enforcement another one another couple people reach out to me about the uh appreciation of the eap information letter that we got um Mm -hmm. from that uh, wrote into us so we appreciate reading that or us reading that to them um you know that that made them open their eyes and to uh take that next step and if they need help uh knowing kind of where to go and what to do so so they appreciate that and us doing that that. yeah (laughs) if i can jump in real quick and so again i have to thank that person for reaching out to us it is absolutely an honor for you to use our platform to get that story out there and try to help others. So thank you very, very much. And for what it's worth, you know, if you're listening to this episode, I think uh, in talking to one of the officers that reached out to me regarding 
uh, that letter, I think that that may have uh, been the the push, the nudge to to get them where they want to go. So good, good. That's great to hear, yep. man. Yep. So, well, uh, I think the end of the maintenance, and in all honesty, that's probably the best form of leadership that you can do right there is uh, you know lead by mm-hmm. example. And yeah, uh, uh, what are some cancerous leadership traits that you know of there, Turk? Yeah, we we discussed going into this this week. I think it's about time that we start our our leadership series, or I guess series. It might be one, two, three episodes. We don't know. We just know that it's probably going to be more than one because there's a lot to cover. Um, we want to cover this topic and kind of cover it first because we know that it's going to be a little bit negative. And overall, we want the the theme of this podcast to stay positive and not go down that negative rabbit hole. So we want to talk about some of the traits and issues that we have with we, we call it leadership, but in real honesty, this cancerous form isn't leadership. It's the exact opposite of that. It's people with positions that want to act like leaders, but they're not. A quote that I kind of, I'm not philosoph- philosophical in any way, but this kind of popped into my head. And it's that a good supervisor will make you want to walk through walls and a bad one will crush your spirit. And I think I think that's what we're going to talk about is the people that try to crush your spirit in this career field. Yeah, that's that's a very accurate, and that that goes for any profession. You know, if you're you have somebody that's a, a manager above you, or or you're a manager of somebody, um, you know, you it is your duty to further develop your, you know, if you're if you're the manager, the the ones below you, um, you know, you got to train your replacement, right? <clears throat> you never want to provide terrible leadership, and if you're doing that, you shouldn't be a leader. <clears throat> the key with that is you have to train your replacement. Exactly. Not just trying to find someone to become your replacement or to make you look good. And I think that dives into something that I learned. Um, it, this is taken straight from the, the roll call room. Obviously, everyone listening to this knows that was a big influence for both of us. Yes. But what they kept calling it was positional equity and uh, positional equity leader. Mm-hmm. And that was just someone that would they were only leading uh, because it benefited them in some way. What I've seen a lot is these people that are trying to find their replacements, but they're only doing it because it makes them look good. And so they'll start to use some kind of shady tactics to bring the people underneath them up. Yep. Just for example, we had a, we had someone that was in charge of the FTO program and that's one of the most important programs in the police department because you're training new officers. We would sit there in meetings and tell this person that there were issues with some of the, the, the POs, probationary officers. And, this person would tell us they were going to the chief and the deputy chief and letting them know that these issues are taking place. But then the PO would just keep getting extended and we couldn't figure out why. Well, eventually we had FTOs called into the chief's office and want to know why we're recommending these extensions. And we're like, we're not, we want this. We, we said weeks ago, this person should be fired. Well, what was, t- what turned out what was happening on or what was going on was that this person in charge of the program was afraid it would look bad on them. If POs were failing so they were doing everything they could to continue extensions and get these people through the program, whether they were good or not. I have a serious issue with that. <laughs> Obviously. I mean. uh, because that, if you're doing that and you're, you're trying to turn out a probationary officer who is not excelling, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what, regardless of what it becomes an officer safety issue for everybody. If you're, if you're willing to go to that extent, Ooh to try to save face for, your, for yourself, you know, that it's absolutely sickening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not looking out for, you're not really looking out for anybody, but yourself as well. So it's kind of a right. reckless decision to make. Well, in, in law enforcement, it's a, 
it's an officer safety issue, but this really transitions to any career field, right? Absolutely. Yep. If you if you're pushing this person through and they're no good, you're still gonna have to deal with them once they get through. If you got a shit worker, they're gonna be a shit worker no matter what. Yes. Same person had another example with it. They ended up becoming in charge of another special assignment. Promotional time came around. And with us, promotional time, you take a written test. The top 10 scores move on to an oral review board. But it was kind of weird. We finished this written test and there were this group of people that were in charge or part of this special assignment that this person was in charge of were scoring phenomenally higher. And they were scoring higher on things that some of us had never heard of before. We couldn't figure out why. What we ended up finding out was this person had weaseled their way into helping create the test and then was giving out this information as a study guide to his people because if they look good on the test, then he looks good as the as their leader. Oh, my. Yeah. That is a <clears throat> deep, deep-rooted problem. Well, and then what does that do to you when you are one of his one of his people, and I'm using air quotes, and you realize that's what's going on? Yeah. Now you're starting to question yourself. Did I really earn anything that I've gotten, or was I given it because I was his boy? Right. That's buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be touching on that in another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, well, and I don't know how we want to proceed kind of with this, just the talking points or whatever, but, uh, but one, one thing that kind of wrote down um, about the, probably the most important thing in my opinion um, that I have seen and not just in, in, in law enforcement, but in, you know, every, career that i've is uh is the one common trait that all these leaders have these poor leaders have is their micro yep and when it comes down to lack of trust um within your your officers your subordinates your you know whatever and you don't trust them to make the right decision you're questioning everything you're trying to you know at what they're doing all the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know that in itself right there is going to probably create more pushback than anything else. You're yep. not, you know, because all you're going to get is probably defiance. And I'm saying that from the aspect of, you know, I'm kind of in that middle ground of my age and generationally speaking, <clears throat> where these newer officers coming into law enforcement, they get that micromanagement type thing going where you're not trusting them and they're going to push back, mm-hmm. be almost deviant coming from the military and knowing how to follow orders, um, you know, I at least will respect what you're doing to mm-hmm. an extent, but at the same time, I can see, you know, myself personally, that uh, with, you know, why are you questioning me? Yeah. You know, that's ridiculous. You, you let me carry a gun and a badge, <clears throat> right? but now you're questioning everything I do. Exactly. And all, t- all reality. And I think the roll call room touched on this in one of their episodes that I remember listening to. Um, but uh, is you know, you do that and you're going to get people that are Steve's that just sit around in a parking lot and don't yeah. do anything. And yeah. because, you know, you don't trust them. Mm-hmm. So, and you're not going to respect them. You're not going to back them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be like, well, you know what? Then I'm just going to do whatever I want to do, which is going to be sit around because I don't want to, you know, put myself in jeopardy of not having any support from the, you know, the management style, you know, side of it. So the lack of trust there is is huge. It gets deeply. Well, I, I call these guys the the call me guys, right? Right. Like yes. you're on a call and hey, give me a call. Like I'm not going to call you, even though I have a cell phone. Also, I want right. you to call me 
Why? Because I'm disrupting whatever you're doing to then have to call me and I can squash what's going on. We, we had one, fuck, it might've been a week ago. We got sent to just talk to a person. They were having some issues. They wanted us to go to their apartment and make sure that a person was not there who had a no contact order with them. But we were literally out with this person for 10 seconds. And one of these call me micromanagers goes, call me. Like, we're still talking to the person. Like, we have, there's no information for us to give you on what's going on because we just started talking to them. Right. And it deteriorated even worse throughout the call, which we might circle back on with how this was handled. But for this particular part of it, yeah, it was the call me, call me. Either come out here, get off your ass, or use <laughs> your phone to call me. Right. We all have the same, you know, we, we all have each other's numbers. And if you don't, you should probably have each other's numbers, mm-hmm. phone numbers. Um, yeah, I, I hated to call me. I get what you're doing. But at the same time, it is a almost like a slap in the face, you know, to say it on the radio to hey, mm-hmm. call me because you're because right then and there you're telling everybody on the shift, you know, you don't you don't trust their judgment. Right. 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 So and you, you literally just made that public knowledge to everybody and anybody in the area that's scanning. <laughs> So, well, and you're saying that it's important enough that you need to be given the info, but it's not important enough for you to get off your ass and just go find out what's going on. Cause it right. wasn't a busy night. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. That's, that's oh. the, that's the laziness, that <laughs> which, is actually, a, which is a trait in itself, obviously. Right. And that's actually something probably along those lines. I think I have written down further on the list. Cause I got like seven things written down and yeah, well, that's uh, cause I've got that written down too. So let's go into that. Okay. These, these lazy fucking people that you know, maybe they were a hard charger at one point, but now they're not. Right. And one of the things that I've seen that's absolutely crushing the new guys, and at least that's what I've noticed. And I try to give them pep talks and let them know what's going on, but it's these lazy quote unquote leaders or just senior guys that they're so lazy. They find ways to make everyone else lazy or to keep everyone else from doing proactive stuff. I call them, uh, it's just something that I took off the internet, obviously, but um, to title it, but it's the same, it's the same thought process you're having right now, but it's a neglectful manager. Yeah. Um, You know, and that's just somebody essentially that sits in the office all day long doing little. Yep. And I know that, Oh, well, you got all this stuff on your plate. Well, okay. You know, you should find time within your shift, which is whatever you're, departments mm-hmm. using eight hour day days, 12 hour days. If you can't sure up your work in eight hours, you're wasting too much time doing something else. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, so, well, like, so the example that I've seen though, kind of taking it a step further is I have seen sergeants make rookie or two or three year guys take a report that the sergeant admits is going to go nowhere and is pointless to take that almost no criminal charges are there. Right. In fact, there, there were no criminal charges. It was a civil matter. But what I told the officer was, I go, look, they want you tied up t- uh, typing out a report so that you can't go out and get into something else because yep. they want to be lazy. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I feel that this one that we're talking about right now is the, the basic knowledge of this thing would be like not a team player. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and <clears throat> a shift is a team other and, and ultimately it's going to be real funny when everybody leaves your department because you're this way and yeah. you're back to pushing the beat <clears throat> because well, it's, you, you know, you're not going to have any knowledge of sat behind your desk doing nothing yep, for yep. the past, you know, several years. 
which well that and that goes into another one that i've is the the fake it to make it guys yes yep but they they have never made it right right <laughs> like like they just figured they could fake it until they made it and they didn't push themselves at all and now they're still faking it and they're still cover using that facade to try to cover up their deficiencies yeah and we've touched on this you know obviously if if you're to this um your management role you know you need to make sure you were there one time but you need mm-hmm. to you need to back your grunt you know you need to back your line personnel take a concerted effort into their you know their well-being and all sorts of things but you know make sure you're getting out there and helping them and providing them with what they need whether it's training or different things on the on different calls or, or whatever to to help the shift be successful and everybody goes home safe at the end of the day yeah well and so let's, let's cover that too like if you're hearing these things and it pisses you off but it's not pissing you off because you think others are doing it it's probably because you're doing it right don't be don't be pissed off fucking change yeah right you got it i'm sure you were a good cop at one point be a good cop again yeah, you didn't you didn't get into this profession being a bad cop, right? There's the the checks and balances in place to become a police officer um, are substantial, mm-hmm. and it, it is actually a pretty hard field to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have a lot of you know a lot of background, a lot of polygraph, you know, MMPI stuff or whatever, um, you know, mental health evals and all that stuff. But you know, you if if you change for the worse, you can always change for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you, there there was some reason you got into a career field where your life could be taken every day and you're not getting paid what a doctor gets paid. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, along with that too, if, if people are fucking changing shifts to avoid you and it's pretty obvious <laughs> that that's taken place, yep. man, you need to start looking yourself in the mirror because I've seen that multiple times where it's like, I'm thinking about going another shift because this next go around, this person's going to be on my shift. That's terrible. If these people are, are affecting their home life so that they can just avoid you for the 8, 10, 12 hours a day they have to be with you, man, check yourself. Right. Because if that's happening, then there's, a, you know, if one person's thinking that, you can almost guarantee that another person's thinking it and it's mm-hmm. not, they're just not doing anything about it. Like they're not going to change their home, home life um, because you're on a shift, right? Mm-hmm. But if somebody did it, like they're actively avoiding you, then there's somebody else that's also thinking the same thing that's not actively avoiding. Well, and I've seen, I've actually seen some decent supervisors who just their personalities aren't great and they won't do anything to try to like manage that around their subordinates. And they've got people trying to avoid them on shift. Like the personality thing is just as bad as you not being a good sergeant. Right. So, yep. Um, um, your turn or my turn? I can't remember. I don't know. I, I'll just throw one out there real quick here is because it's kind of this is these are all going to tie together a little bit. Yeah. This. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, talking more in depth on neglectful manager type. Um, I'm, I'm also kind of more talking along the lines of what I titled, you know, indecisiveness in a leader, you know, you're, training, yeah. you know, you're, you're having, you're, you're incapable of making a decision mm-hmm. in a timely manner or like an at risk situation where you need to make a decision. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if it's tough decisions in that role, then you probably need to step down and let somebody else do it. You're not doing anybody any favors by, holding up a spot where other leaders who are, you know, good leaders who can make decisions um, can get out there and do that and help mm-hmm. steer the ship in the right direction. Which, I mean, it, it it's okay to not know the answer and be willing to admit that right? and to go find the answer. But like you said, if it's an emergency situation, you'd better have a decision to make and just go with it yep. and then stick up for yourself. 
on the flip, uh, other side of that is you also need to be willing to be told you're wrong and accept it when you are. Right. Don't just dig your heels in the ground and say that someone's telling you wrong and, and just keep butting heads with them. Like if you're wrong, you're wrong, man. Yeah. That's, if you know, if you can't stand the heat, you need to get out of the fire. That's absolutely, you know, it's, if you, you know, struggle with the public and how they're talking to you as a, uh, a manager because of how your officer, you know, made a decision, whether you agree with the decision or not, you need to show some level of respect towards your officer. And I'm just saying that because, you know, you're, you're going to be working together down the line mm-hmm. and, you know, you don't want to have that animosity there, you know, take into consideration there's complaint, re- there's complaint, you know, uh, procedures in place mm-hmm. for any, any job really. And, you know, you just inform that, that person that, you know, Hey, we can, if you want to make a complaint here, I do it. I know we've talked about that in the past, by all means, the citizens go right ahead. Yeah. Um, but don't, you know, belittle your officer or agree with, you know, the decision that they made or against or what the, the complainant is just because, you know, you feel that you need to save face with the public because they're yeah. not always right. And obviously their decision is going to, you know, the argument is going to be based off of a fact that they didn't, they didn't like something. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, this obviously, this isn't like you roll up on scene and there's a use of force issue where like right. your, your rookies beating the piss out of someone. We're talking like someone comes in to file a complaint or a grievance, you know, don't be, I'm going to fuck them over. You know, that's not right. That's not what this is all about. Well, and, and, uh, and I'm saying that in the aspect of, you know, on the topic of indecisiveness where, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to play the middle ground here, mm-hmm. you know, just give that person the procedure to follow if they wish to file a complaint and yep. don't be making this like, you know, willy nilly effort to, you know, oh, well, here's what you can do. Cause it, that, that indecisiveness on both sides is not good. It, it tells your officer, oh, well, you know, he doesn't really trust me. And, right. and then it tells the, it tells the citizen or the complainant of the issue, you know, oh, well, I don't think they're going to do anything about it. You yeah. know, just give them the information on what to do and get on with the day. That's half of our job is being the middleman. Right. Exactly. So my, my next one that I have written down towards the top of the list was those supervisors who don't pay attention and they really have no idea of what's happening, what's going on. Yes. Um, and that, I mean, that goes for everything from like the guys that don't know case law. They don't pay attention to changes in case law. So they can't make a decision on the street or the guys that don't keep up with their officers' personal lives. And I'm not saying like be intrusive and, and ask them everything that's going on. But like when you've got a sergeant asking an officer, are you still on the SRT? Like, <laughs> you don't know in a 50 man department, whether or not an officer is on the SRT or not. Like that's kind of an issue. <laughs> yeah. And out there who don't know what SRT stands for, you know, uh, certain departments have different titles for it, but it's basically yep. just a SWAT team. Yep. Or, or like uh, these same guys are the ones that it, you're six hours into shift and they have no idea what's going on. They don't know that, you know, you get an officer calling for a supervisor. What do you have? What's going on? Well, you should be paying attention to the radio and know at least what I'm on. You know what I mean? Like, or like if someone's calling for emergency backup, know where the fuck they're at. <laughs> that's uh, that's like step one in the FTO program, right? You right. Know, you, you know where you're, uh, listen to your radio, obviously, but then know where you're going. So mm-hmm. figure, that, figure uh, that out. So, well, you, uh, there was the one day that I was training and I sat in on your, your briefing and I just kept looking over at you because the one supervisor was making comments from 
from briefing and I'm like, is it like this every single fucking briefing? And you go, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they're just re- they're regurgitating bullshit that we've all read weeks in advance. Yeah, like, I have I have that written down actually under like poor organization. Yeah, you know another poor trait for uh, a cancerous leader. But yeah, like you're saying, <laughs> you know, make make an effort to know you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, overall, you know, don't be sending out you know repeated emails. Yeah, uh, regarding you know who we all. Know. Yep. You know, everybody deals with the same people. You know, you did get an email. Oh yeah, this road's closed. Oh, no, let me send out the other email again. It's like, okay, I already read the email. Right. You know, and that's just, I think it's a lack of organization, personally, but. um, (laughs) Hey guys, there's, there's this button next to the reply all button called just reply. We don't need to see your response. (laughs) Yeah, right. But yeah, that just kind of, that falls under, you know, just kind of know what's going on around you. um, If you're, if you're in a leadership role, especially, but ultimately it should just be that way as an officer safety ordeal. You know, it's, if you're just a, you know, if you're just a, fresh, you know, boot on the ground to, uh, and law enforcement, you know, make sure you know what other officers are doing, mm-hmm. you know, in your street, you know, or in your city and your, uh, in your County. Um, you know, I personally scanned everybody, you know, yeah, and that's because I was, took a concerted effort for myself to make sure at the end of the day, everybody in law enforcement goes home safe. So mm-hmm. if something in the neighboring agency, um, or, or around the area has something hot, you know, well, what so you know me being organized and you know is is really it can be anything you know a lot of people think it's you know oh i have my notebook set here and my pens over here it's really you know being organized in your mindset right you're you're parting out all these different things to have and to do um, and where you can be and you're always you're always playing the game is what i call it i really feel like we're thinking of the same person right now <laughs> yes we are 100%. <laughs> with uh, the polished boots and making sure they've got their pins straight and yeah, which I yeah. mean, I'm you know, paramilitary guy. I'm all for like you know taking care of your equipment and all that stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, no, but at the same time, like take it easy. Right? Well, I've found that the, these guys, the ones that don't pay attention, are also generally the lazy ones. Also, yes, yeah. And I'm gonna say also again because apparently I say also every also second word. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because you're uh, you're explaining multiple things, multiple people. So you're, you're, and you're trying to combine them. So I understand what you're saying. And I think our listeners will 100% understand what you're saying. It actually might be kind of a code. You saying also trying to part people together because now you have no clue who we're. <laughs> Everybody's confused. <laughs> I've confused myself, guys. So <laughs> I just talked in a circle. It's epic. <laughs> and that is another. That's another trait. Don't talk in circles. <laughs> Oh goodness! I, so my next one written down is is gossip pushers. Ah, uh, yes. It's was just one. was it really? Yes. The ones that just thrive off it. You know what I mean? That's all. That's what they wake up for is to hear gossip and rumors and bullshit. Yes. And all that does is create a negative society amongst the department that you're working for, and it doesn't get any of the problems solved. That's for sure. You're just perpetuating this issue and this cancer really i have that written under playing favorites or nepotism um, yeah yeah to elaborate on that you know don't if you're a leader this one's gonna be good man i thought you were just gonna say to elaborate on that don't do it yeah no <laughs> i'm trying to trying to choose my words wisely here um told you to stop being a pussy just let I it fly just man let it go 
pop smoke and go baby um no i just so, spit drink all over the place thanks <laughs> or as uh or as a certain uh i don't know if you were present for this training which was epic by the way um but i think you were probably there uh was to do what a very large law enforcement agency does which is bang every room <laughs> <laughs> so toss flashbangs and everything yep oh man uh, he said that man i was like yes let's do that that's awesome i don't give a fuck about your care. budget <laughs> I just, yeah i was like Whoop, there went forty thousand right dollars how much can a flashbang really cost <laughs> <laughs> who cares it's for the sake of everybody <laughs> toss them in toss two fuck it right. <laughs> Oh, bang bang! Oh, all right, we're getting off. We're getting off track. Here. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back, back to nepotism. Reel it, back in, reel it back in here. Okay. All right. I, I in through that. I've picked my words wisely here. Um. So, my point is, don't make decisions based off of rumors. That yes. is a uh, hot hot topic. Um, yeah. Hot. Well, so you know what? I I'm gonna tell a story about a guy that I know that is it pisses me off and it's bullshit. This guy was told to put in for a position, mm. and then the command staff heard a rumor about him, and instead of going directly to him to see if the rumor was true, they just decided not to give him that position. Oh, my God. And that's awful. That's fucking ridiculous. Is that from one of the guys down in Texas that we talked to, or is that local? It, I think that might be local. No, no. That guy in Texas was legit. Remember, he was the commander that is he's yeah. changing things, so that's good. That is good. This, this was more... It wasn't in Texas. We'll put it that way. Yeah. It's in one of the other uh, 49 states that are left. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So not to cut you off, let you yeah, finish no, your, the, your thing, but. I, uh, yeah. You know, playing the favoritism and the, and the nepotism, that one is 100% the, the main way to drain morale, not just mm-hmm. with that officer, mm-hmm. um, but the officer within the department. Yeah. You start pulling that shit and you're going to have. Uh, a flock of people go flying. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just because that if that's how the basis and that's how the, 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 the precedence is going to be set within that agency um, that you're going to pick favorites, people are going to leave in droves um, because they, they, yep. they feel like they don't have a shot. They don't get a fair shake. Right. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. we talk about that, you know, um, you know, reward those officers or those people who've put in the time in that particular agency Um and in the effort, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, well, and what I've noticed in, in 12, almost 13 years of being law enforcement is that no matter what you do or what you say, someone else is going to interpret it wrong or create a rumor or gossip based on it. You need to understand that as a leader so that when you hear that bullshit, you go directly to the source and you hash it out, you suss it out. Yeah. And get, get the answer. And, you know, one thing as a great leader that you do in this situation is if that is a rumor that you heard, okay, Mm -hmm. you go and you ask, you seek that person out, right. And say, Hey, you know, I've heard this. I wanted to come right to you and talk Mm -hmm. to you. Um, It's a respect thing and, and see what you can do to make it better. If that is the truth, you know, and, uh, and, you know, retention in law enforcement these days is just speaking from law enforcement or even fire, you know, uh, you know, public safety, anything in public safety, teaching, you know, any doctors, nurses, all these issues that are going on right now, you know, you need to retain as many people as you can. Uh-huh. Um, and doing so would be, 
you know, taking that extra effort, making that extra effort to get out there and talk to your personnel and say, Hey, I heard this. You go. Um, I understand if you are, you know, you know, I would like to know kind of why. I think that's the point of exit interviews, right? Is to learn, right. learn things. Um, if they actually but, listen to it. Right. Exactly. You, it is, it's a time to self-reflect, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody should be doing that. I mean, you know, well, you, and, yeah. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say, so like short term, when you talk about the retention, like, yeah, these signing bonuses that we're seeing are great, but how many lateral employees can you hire with that 10, 15, $20,000 signing bonus before you've paid for an entire other officer? Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> yes. And that, that makes complete sense. And I, uh, I, the, reti- the, the, uh, the signing bonuses, right. Mm-hmm. I think they're great additive and they should be kind of a thing, but what, what about these retention bonuses, which I know of a retention yeah. bonus going on in our state and particularly, yeah. which is great. Um, you know, and that, that should be a thing. I honestly think that there's such a crisis right now mm-hmm. um, of getting, getting and keeping qualified individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to do that. I think that's a step that's going to have to be taken throughout the United States. I just think that, you know, city councils and, and county councils are going to eventually they're going to write too many checks and they're going to go, what are we getting for these? Yes. Right. Yep. And we just, we have to look long-term if we're going to make this profession better, which is what we want to do. Right. So next one for me is those, the people in charge who forgot where they came from. Yes. Like that. If you want to talk about crushing your subordinates and crushing morale, that's a big one. And you, they're the, those guys that they're company over workers and they're the ass kissers to the people above. Yes. I, I can agree more. So, um, the, I can Okay. My next one, but, but I have it written down as, uh, being overly critical, you know, and I yeah. think we maybe touched on it a little, mm-hmm. um, but just to kind of elaborate a little further, but, you know, obviously as a manager, it's your job to hold people, those officers, employees account, mm-hmm. do so when it's justified. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously don't be falsely accusing people of things, um, that you have no proof or, or, or anything <laughs> that has occurred. So, cause that is as a, uh, as a manager, right. As a leader, you start doing that. And then the lack of trust there, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but the lack of trust is so bad then that you can't get back. It's kind of like dating, you know, dating, having a girlfriend. Right. And they always said, you know, if the, if the mirror's cracked, you know, you can't, yeah, you're not gonna be able to repair that relationship when it's cracked. So mm-hmm. you might as well just move on to a different relationship. And uh, you know, that's obviously different in marriage. You know, like you can work on stuff there, but like boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, you may just have to, you know, pop like we've been saying, pop smoke and get the <laughs> fuck out of there. So um, but you know you know, don't always don't always turn to trying to write somebody up or or whatever, you know, constructive feedback just in a personal sense, right. Where you're just having communication or dialogue with somebody, letting them know that you don't appreciate kind of how they handled something or mm-hmm. whatever is going to get the job done more than putting their name on paper. Cause the second you put somebody's name on paper and it goes into a personnel file that is going to possibly have a negative effect, you know, a negative effect where you're going to have the opposite occur where somebody's gonna be like, well, fuck this then I'm not going to do anything. You know, right. This is ridiculous. Right. And because uh, they feel betrayed. And uh, so, you know, it's something to keep in mind. Well, and it goes back to 
also if there these people that will will write paper for Monday morning quarterbacking where it's like, you know, why did you go hands on with that person? Well, did you watch the whole video? No, you didn't. If you would have watched the whole video, you would have saw why I went hands on with that fucking person. Yes. Little and, things like that. And, you know, <clears throat> speaking in the law enforcement sense of things, you know, officers are human beings just like anybody else. And, you know, officers are going to make mistakes. You know, nobody's perfect. Um, you know, and don't, don't treat people. I know that you should strive to be perfect in everything that you do. Um, but it's not a feasible thing. You know, somebody's going to make a mistake somewhere down the, mm-hmm. you know, down the line and you can't, you can't set your basis or your precedence in your department that everybody's going to be perfect. Cause that's, that's ridiculous. Teachable moments, man. Yep. But just do the teaching. Well, so I've got, I've got a couple more written down, but I think they all kind of, um, lump in together, which is just that dictator of a leader. Yep. I have that written down on the next one, dude. That, <laughs> we, so, so we, we got to clarify this. We don't share our stuff. right? No, now. no. We kind of talk, we do a little bit of prep kind of talk before the episode. Um, but really it's, this is funny. We give ourselves a topic and then we go out and, you know, kind of develop our own little talking points. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that you, same things going down the list is pretty freaking funny. <laughs> so, well, maybe that should tell people that this is an issue. <laughs> like, this, when we're hitting on it, we're, you know, topic for topic, then maybe there are some people that need to really evaluate themselves and look in the mirror. Yeah. And this isn't the first episode. Like I, this happens to us pretty much every single episode mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and that's hilarious. But yeah, um, you know, I, I have just written down, it's an autocratic leader. Um, you know, don't be a dictator. Yeah, that's and you know what dictators are, tyrants are. Um, you know my my way or the highway. Yep. Um, that is the worst cancerous trait you can have as a leader if you're going to try to pull that shit because you're gonna lose everybody. You know, you're gonna lose the whole the whole gamut of people. Well, and what I'm seeing right now is especially in 2022 when there's all these employee rights and and unions and FOP and things like that with these old school dictators that think that they can get away with whatever they want. Now they're realizing they can't. So instead of using their old school ways, what they do is they, they find ways to beat down the people underneath them to the point of either now you're whipped and you're my true subordinate or you're leaving. Yeah. It's fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they, and they, they honestly don't care which result they get as long as they can keep their position. It's the tactic of, uh, like the high, the highest level of the federal government, federal government right now, it is a mm-hmm. complete fear mongering thing going on. We're going to scare everybody into submission to do what we want them to do. Mm-hmm. And you're forgetting, you know, if you're a cop, you're in law enforcement, you took, you know, you took the oath. Um, you know, if you're in the military, you took the oath, you have some serious self-reflecting that you need to do. Um, you know, this whole fear migraine thing is getting a little asinine. It's out of mm-hmm. control and it's no different than with what's kind of being up by certain leaders, whether it's in law enforcement or in the, uh, in the federal government or whatever, but you cannot try to tell people that they have, they, it's a, it's a must that they do something, i.e. vaccines or whatever. Sure. Um, and try to fear monger them into doing it because obviously the Supreme Court says otherwise. So, sure. and I knew day one when that shit started coming out that there was no way this was going to fly. And I'm going, you, this is ridiculous. You, you obviously don't believe that you live in the United States of America anymore and what it stands for. Right. 
I think so. What I've noticed, um, kind of, it's almost ironic, but what I've noticed on a more, you know, our level type type stage, is that these dictators are trying to flex their power because of their own insecurities. Yes. Instead of instead of making themselves stronger or fixing their issues, they would rather just flex their power and try to put their boot on your throat and and stomp you out. Right, and that's it's so. It's like we're, we're the brotherhood, the sisterhood, you know, <laughs> in law enforcement or, or even just in general, you know, love thy neighbor. You know, where did it all go? You know, right. you, you've been cooped up in your house for the past two years, two and a half years. And you what you, you forgot how to how to treat people like that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the, the other thing that I'm seeing with these dictators is that they're <clears throat> they're really trying to flex their power on the new the new guys, the new boots. Right. The. Yep the one to three year officer that they're so impressionable anyway, but they're also, you remember when you were a rookie, you were fucking terrified, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you didn't want to do anything out of line. And so you've got these dictator supervisors that will take advantage of that and they'll go out of their way to take advantage of that. Um, So I'm going to give a couple examples of what I've seen just recently. Even we touched on the unnecessary reports, um, but then these are the guys that will, they will comb through the policy and find the littlest things to beat up these new guys about. And I'm not, I'm not fucking kidding you when I say this. Um, I wasn't there for it. I think it's because I have some years on and the whole rest of the shift did not have years on. But one of these dictators actually had all of the officers after roll call or after briefing so when they should be hitting the street had them have a boot shining party <laughs> because there were too many scuffs that they saw and don't get me wrong i think polished shiny boots are professional and they look good okay but there's a difference between calling these people out and making them all sit around a table and polish their fucking boots as opposed to those need to be fixed by tomorrow right right well like are those polished shiny boots going to make you be a better police officer? No, absolutely right. not. And you know, just like I do, that the first day that you polish your boots and you can see yourself in them, you're going to get called out to a muddy call, yep. and they're going to be covered anyway. But I, I told the officer that, that told me about this because it is on my shift. I was like, well, you know why they did that when I wasn't there, right? And he goes, why? And I go, because I would have got up and fucking walked away. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, and, and then what are they going to do, Right. They're gonna. They knew. They knew that I would walk away, and that would put them in check, and it would make them look less powerful in front of the new guys. So they waited until a day that I was off to have this fucking boot polishing party. You, um, you really have to, you know, and just talking about that ideology too. That you have mm-hmm. to respect the fact that you, like, I'm talking to you, that they're they're making that decision. You're such a leader within that department, and it's so impressionable to those those officers, those newer officers that are, you know, on the, they're in the grips of, of, you know, the fear mongering or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, that they have to do so when you're not present because they know that the rest of the shift would follow you. (laughs) Well, I I thank you for making that comment, but it almost concerns me more because then you have to realize the thought process that went into it. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, it's dangerous. One from my understanding was there wasn't, there wasn't a supervisor over them present either. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, it's like they're the supervisor of the shift, but they have their own supervisor. 
mm-hmm. their own supervisor wasn't there because the, their own supervisor probably would have said, no, we're not wasting 30 minutes with these guys polishing their boots. Have them fix it by tomorrow. Yeah. Well, and, you know, a little hot here, folks. Yeah, if, <laughs> you know, if you take a step back and you start thinking big picture, right. And the citizens of the community, uh, knew that that was going on and there was nobody on the street actively at the time, right? Mm-hmm. When a bird could come, a burglary could come out or a robbery or anything like that, where the response is now being cut down because you're inside with your shoes being polished. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be upsetting to, if I was a, if I was a citizen of that community and that was going on, I would be upset. I will be. I think so. With you. I think so. <clears throat> the same thing with this. Another example that I have would be, Maybe we should go back to prefacing this. This show is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yeah. Hey. And this is all fictional. Right, right. Well, it is. Or uh, a friend of mine told me this story. How about that? Right. Yes. That the, one of these dictator supervisors was harping on jurisdiction. I understand that there is a jurisdictional thing going on there between cities and counties and townships. But what I'm talking about is an officer had a violation and followed the person one street over and pulled them over. And the comment was made, that's not our jurisdiction. Don't do that again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or sure. I'm certified by the state. Correct. Mm. That's the other thing. So yeah, we do have jurisdictional issues that we have to go through. Like for instance, if an accident occurs in another city, we can't handle that. It has to be handled by that city. We're getting paid by our city to handle crime in our city or state or whatever it is. But at the same time, we are certified by the entire state as a peace officer and can enforce the law all throughout the state. So when an officer finds a person passed out in the middle of the road in a car, literally on the street that borders the two the two jurisdictions, and then, and then get their ass reamed for handling the OWI, that's a fucking issue. That's a huge issue. But it's that dictatorship and that I'm going to beat you down until you do whatever I say and I have you under my thumb and you are afraid to branch out. Right. Well, and that other jurisdiction isn't appreciative if you <clears throat> call them over there for an O-dub, you know, because it's outside of your jurisdiction. Right. 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 So that's like that's like the, the ultimate buddy fucker, you know, all that paperwork and so forth. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, do your job. But if you have to call another jurisdiction over when you found that you stumbled upon that to do all that paperwork, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just it makes the it makes the case a lot more muddy. I think it boils back down to though that laziness issue. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we want you in our city handling our stuff so that I don't have to step away from my desk and do it. Right. I think I think had this officer turned around and gotten that person a ride, then the supervisor would have been like, "Oh, that's fine." But yeah, I agree. I I definitely don't know an officer that found this out and then turned around and started stopping cars a mile outside the jurisdiction. <laughs> Might be a good way to keep people in check, but just I, I don't know. I'm just saying just spitballing here. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, uh, you know, like we've said, this is <clears throat> these are all fictional stories mm-hmm. for entertainment purpose. And mm-hmm. many of these are actually stories from other uh, people, right? Other yeah. Officers. And we're just, you know, that's what we do. People reach out to us and we share those things. Mm-hmm. So, and they're anonymous. Um, and let's just say that it's uh it's a deep, deep thing. <laughs> so <laughs> 
it is definitely well just like cancer it's a deep-rooted issue and we need to get some chemo in this motherfucker as soon as we can bingo (laughs) good very nice of you (laughs) i'm not philosophical but i say some smart things every now and again yeah you you're definitely philosophical (laughs) okay you are with my with my redneck redneck ass yeah i'm real philosophical hey you're the you're the philosophical redneck man you bring uh you bring the you bring everything back to life for us all right he was talking about nascar and now he's making phrases (laughs) swagger you some bitch oh dang it you're gonna cut that Hold you on. Have to cut that part. Hold Where, on. Let, yeah. let me write this down. 79. I'm going to put 79.30 to get my attention. We're going to put That's a big weird. old cut. <laughs> it's bound to happen, dude. Uh, Do you want to back up and try to say what you were going to say? Swagger really went off the record there. Wow. Dude, I'm going to just cut out the name part. I'm going to keep that whole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was Swagger about to say? Uh, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, what it, happens when it's fucking midnight, midnight 30. It, yeah, well, and this has been going on for a while now. I mean, I kind of thought that this was going to be a longer episode. I know we're trying to wind this thing down a little bit, but I, I kind of figured this was going to be a pretty involved and detailed episode. So even um, though we are going to try to cut this up, we're going to try to do more episodes about this on the more positive <laughs> side, but... I mean, at the same time, I haven't heard any negative criticism about the longer episode. So, no, neither have I. I've actually, uh, I've, you know, it's more informative. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, we like to um, provide as much information as we can in a reasonable amount of time. You know, yeah. we don't want, we don't want, we know people's time is precious, right? Uh, to them, time with family, you're busy, you know, whatever your shift schedule schedule is. I can't talk today. Easier um, said than done. Yeah. So we know, um, so we appreciate everybody listening to us and reaching out and telling us, you know, what we're doing good or bad, you know, Mm -hmm. and things we should change. And we're all open to suggestions. So absolutely we are. Um, I guess just to, to bring it back, kind of wrap things up here with this dictatorship, I'm just going to list off a couple of things that I saw like strict break rules. So like Mm -hmm. OSHA mandates, we get breaks, right? Certain departments have different policies, like you can't take your lunch break in a certain time frame. But then I've seen officers who've just been piss pounded all shift long and they finally get a chance to go take their lunch break. And the supervisor will be like, You can't take your lunch right now. It's against policy. You're gonna have to take just a regular 15 minute break. Fuck you. Like yeah. <laughs> these guys are fucking sweating, they're dog tired. Let them take their lunch break. They're still they'll still go to an emergency call if they have to. Right. If something hot comes out, they're still going. And yeah. Well, and let's touch on that too. You know, if you're the if you're the rookie officer out there and part of being a leader within yourself, right? If you are on your five or your your lunch break, you know, whatever you guys call them, your ten codes or whatever you call them, because they're all different. Um, but if you're on your break and something hot comes out, uh, you need to clear. You absolutely yeah. need to clear. Or at least give yeah. the courtesy to clear to go help. Mm-hmm. Um, not just sit up there and snack on your food because you don't know what the hell is actually going on out there. Right, right. Well, same thing for the leaders. Yes. You, you've been in, or, and I keep saying leaders, but I don't want to give them that respect because the people that we're talking about are not leaders. Right. Uh, but what I was trying to say is you've been sitting in that office for seven hours of an eight-hour shift. Something hot comes out. Get up off your ass and go. You don't need to eat that piece of pizza that you just heated up. Right. Yeah, so I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. That's, you know, lead by example. I mm-hmm. mean. 
do everybody else? Um, kind of along with the jurisdiction, I've seen a lot of taking away officer discretion. No, you you will write that ticket. You will write that charge. Or on the other side, you will not charge them just because they want to flex their power. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to kind of, for, at least for me, I don't know if you have more you want to talk about this dictatorship, but for me to kind of bring it all together, what I've seen is they like to use this term insubordination as a write-up. Yes. So, That's a catch-all. Yeah. So like, hey, I've got officer discretion. I don't want to write that ticket. Well, if you don't, I'm writing up for insubordination. Like, I get that there's a reason for that to be there, but don't don't abuse it as that catch-all like you talked about. Yeah. And that is a <clears> – <throat> there is a time and a place for insubordination. Um, you know, if, if you are going to go up, fictionally speaking, to your chief of police and tell him to fly a fucking kite, that's going sure. to be insubordination. Um or if you're in like a shouting match or something like that with your supervisor in front of other people, yeah, there's not a time and a place for that. Right. That do that. If you're going to do that, I wouldn't do that because you're right. I mean, that might just be me being fear mongered, but I'm just saying I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, if you're a rookie officer listening to this, um, I'm trying to save you from a lot any, of headache. Yeah. A lot of headache. Um, yeah. Don't do that. Nope give the respect where it's due. And then when you leave the presence of that and you go and sit in your squad car by yourself, you can say to yourself, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And if somebody hears it, uh, oops. So, yeah. I, you know, sorry. You can, you can have a debate if you want to have a debate, but the, I, and I've said this before, I respect the position, but not the person behind the position. Right. Yep. And and not for everyone. Obviously, we've had some great fucking leaders. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Again, we're going to bring this around to a positive episode. We're we're kind of covering the negative now to get out of the way. But yeah, I I have way more uh, positive things to say about more overall individuals than I do yep. negative things. To say. Yep. So um, and I I do appreciate, and this is going to be great. Swagger, you some bitch. You have to cut that out. You motherfucker. Sorry. I'll start over though. Hold on. Hold on. 8530. 80, okay. okay. All it. right. All right. Yep. You so, will say this. I will say this, Turk. Uh, that's so funny, dude. <laughs> I appreciate those leaders out there that have reached out to other officers, you know, during interesting times in their life. Yep. To provide a a uh, a motivation and i'm only speaking from hearing from another officer without trying to say their name because this is difficult to do yeah you don't um, you don't want to say your co-host name and have to have them cut it out yeah right that's not good <laughs> and uh and i don't want to say this individual's name who has no affiliation with us or where we're at but my I, but they are affiliated with law enforcement but i do want to say uh that they uh, we, is much appreciated. <laughs> so, what they're doing. I think the message was loud and clear, even though it was not loud and clear. <laughs> exactly. So, if you're confused right now as to where Swagger's going with this, and that's me, yes, I just referred to myself in the third person. Um, <laughs> I'm just as confused as you are now. So, I hope that muddy the water for you a little bit. And... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> This is how this always ends. We always go up on a tangent. It's Swagger's like, a little sleepy. He's he's just talking out of his ass again. He's not used to this overnight bullshit. Yeah, that's 
it's you know, so i guess you gotta you gotta come back obviously well here's the thing man the old swagger thought about that but then you know the old swagger thought about uh the did uh, you think about a certain supervisor you had to avoid yes wow so i was like you know what if you're gonna do the job right align yourself with the best supervisors that you can yeah right yeah so don't put yourself in the potential of liability and and stupidity Mm -hmm. in my opinion so yeah i don't yeah i wanted to follow up on that but i don't know how i want to follow up on that so we're just gonna leave it at that yeah and i think what i'm getting at is we're gonna come back to the positive leadership stuff and it's yeah you're gonna like this you're gonna like this a lot more you know we're gonna definitely tell some stories of positive leaders if you're listening to our podcast and you are in a leadership role and you hear the story, you're going to know exactly what you did Yep. in my experiences in law enforcement. I couldn't thank you enough, you know? So do you have any other traits of cancerous leaders? I don't, I, we covered all the ones I have. Um, I've got, I've got one more and it, it's kind of out of place now. I should have mentioned it earlier, but it's just thing that numbers do not equal productivity. And numbers do not equal a good officer. And what I mean by that is just because you got a guy writing 100 tickets to stop doesn't mean they're a good officer and you shouldn't be promoting it like that. Just because you have a guy that doesn't stop a million cars a night doesn't mean they're not a good officer. Right. Kind of, like I said, out of place. Should have been covered earlier in the episode, but I think it's important enough to say you're not a good leader by promoting people for writing a bunch of tickets. So. Yeah, it's... uh... It's very unethical. Um, well, there's that too, yeah. I think I'm actually probably going to touch on that on the positive side of it because I True. have experience with uh, a certain leader that kind of, uh, you know, absolutely agreed with the, that ideology of, you know, not doing it because you're being told to do it type thing. Yeah. So, yeah. and I, I think that the there's a deep rooted what we are doing here on this podcast is more than we're not the only ones that are, are feeling this way. Right. 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 Um, and that it, it, it's definitely within all agencies. And I, you know, I think that it's time to change the the narrative of, of all these issues that we just spoke about in the leadership rules, the, the negative leadership. Like what do you do if you have cancer? The first thing they're going to do is what get rid of it. That's what has to be done. I mean, it really does. Well, and so here's the thing we can't reiterate this enough. Like, we want to make this profession better. That's our goal. That's the goal of this podcast. But if you're one of the people that are doing these things and are having these issues, it's time to either correct those issues. Don't hold a grudge. Don't get pissed off and correct the issues that you're having. Make yourself better or get out. Yes. (laughs) Those are your two options, right? There, there is a tide uh, changing obviously in this country overall. Mm -hmm. Um, in the law enforcement role. And if you can't appreciate that or see that, probably part of the problem. But you have to understand that generationally speaking, you know, just like you as these older leaders think there is a there is a different generation coming through law enforcement that is not going to stand for what good old boy system. I can promise you that. And right. uh, so, you know, you, you, <clears throat> it's time for that to end. It's time to, you know, I, I could go on all day long about selecting the proper leaders, whether it's female, male, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are great female leaders out there that deserve to be a leader, you know, and, and they deserve the the roles that they're in and, and, uh, and you should give them the fair shake. Well, and there's, there's some 
damn good officers out there that deserve to be leaders, if not now, one day. Yep. And they do not deserve to be beaten down to the point where when they finally make it as leaders, they're shit leaders. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. Well, yeah, that's... I got nothing else except for we're going to have to make a few edits for you on that. Sorry, bud. Oh, that's all right. I feel will get a good laugh out of that. I feel good. I feel like you I got can a lot of something in there if you want, like uh swagger's stupid comment. And, <laughs> and then, and then everybody will laugh and, and we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll, we'll think of something, but I tell you, I feel good. I feel like a weight's off my shoulders. Beginning of the episode, I kind of told a joke about us, you know, having some things going on. There are some things going on. So it was good to kind of have this therapy. There'll be more on that either next episode or later. <clears throat> Excuse me, not choking up. Actually, gonna cough. <laughs> yeah, he's but, good. Uh, I swear. Quite frequently, he's fine. Every <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Oh, I'm not. Man. I'm not dead to any agency yet. But that's probably mm-hmm. coming. So, um, <laughs> I can't no. believe that that actually said. That's not. I know. I know. There's, there's some things coming. I honestly forgot where the fuck I was even going with that. But things are coming. Stick with us. We're gonna stick with you. We're gonna get these episodes out. We're gonna keep the content out, and we're gonna do what we can to to make life better for everyone. Exactly. We're not fucking leaving. Yeah. That's the, Um, uh, Oh, no, go ahead. That's, that's the old statement. So yeah, we're not fucking going anywhere. So just to wrap this up, what I will say is uh, first off, you guys know our socials. Facebook is spinning our gears or at spinning our gears. Instagram is spinning our gears. Turk. God damn it. I did it again. I'm oh swagger. But swagger. What's our Twitter? We are going to have a lot of edits. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're traveling down uncharted territory here. So trying to say things politically correctly, which is <laughs> not something that swagger is very good at, <clears throat> which is kind of well, part of the nickname. Turk um, isn't either, but whatever. Yeah. So if you've seen the movie shooter, you'll understand about swagger getting framed and swagger saying things <laughs> that he says and so yeah the the term swagger is becoming more realistic by the day so anyway uh at twitter it's no 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 at at spinning our game <laughs> where oh is my this God. going you know what i might just do is i might just I make i might make an outro of <laughs> That way, it's just the same one every time. Should we just make an intro too? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so anyway, what I was getting at was that the platform we use to record these shows how many listens each episode gets, and right now our first couple of episodes are hovering right around the ninety mark. I think the way the platform works is that it only records one listen per person. So even if you guys go back and listen to it over and over again, I don't think it's going to count it more times. We this isn't a money thing or a popularity thing. It's more just kind of a OCD thing. I think it would be really, really cool if we could get those first two over the century mark. So if you all wouldn't mind sharing those episodes just so we can get a few more listens and get us to 100, that would be incredibly appreciated. Yeah, we're we're in the uh, <clears throat> the business of just bringing content to people to make them laugh or uh, information talking points to kind of further the dialogue so mm-hmm. um, we're not in this for the money or anything like that because we ain't making shit <laughs> but uh but if you're listening the other thing i want to touch on if you're listening to us episodes right we appreciate that as well yeah um, uh-huh. because uh 
you have that much time on your hands. I solely appreciate that. I would not yeah. be doing that personally. If that's what you want to do and hear Turk's sexy voice over there on the other line, <laughs> um, <laughs> then then that's your prerogative and good for you. <laughs> well, we we got we got real real weird here. So <laughs> what I'm gonna do is go ahead and sign off and say stay safe. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good one. <laughs>